Hey, you busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. want to talk about options and just how it either derails or enhances our walk of life. So, you know me. I called on um, Bishop Dictionary, right, of the um, New Oxford American Dictionary Ministries, right, to look up the word option. And the noun means a thing that is or may be chosen. It appears to be from the Greek or Latin descent. Um, and it's a stem of a word called chose, right? Okay, so here's where I'm going with that. So many of us are considering things to be an option that was never supposed to be chosen anyway. And so I feel like if we were to clarify our options, clarify what a true opportunity is, that we will have a better outcome in life. So for example, friendships. How do you choose your friendships? What do you kind of um, identify as an option? Is it anyone who wants to be your friend? Is it somebody who works with you? Um, like, what do you define in the area of this is how I pick and choose my friends? For those of us who still want to be friendly, amen? Okay, great. So here's my thing. Friends should literally be adding on to where you're going. It is very hard. I remember when I was in um, a church sermon and a pastor had someone stand on a chair. And he, while he stood on level ground, he asked the person in the chair, pull me up. So the person was, you know, really trying to get the core. I don't know if that was a presentation of poor core management. Hmm? Amen. Or if it was just a simple what the pastor was trying to prove that pulling someone off of the ground level while you're still trying to go up is way more difficult than pulling someone down. Because pastor then took said person by the shoulder and was just with one hand, boom, pulled them off the chair immediately, effortlessly, if you will. And so he... Dis displayed that to show us that it is so easy to get sidetracked by someone who's not on your level hmm yeah that was good watching that was like oh that's a different perspective p.s um who's gonna clean the chair but you know what i digress that's it's above me now um and so how are you looking at your friendships are you more looking at quality I've always been very skeptical of people who you have several best friends. All of those are your best friend. Either you have an amazing friendship ethic or you just have overlooked a lot to make sure that you kept the same friends throughout your life because it may be important to you that you keep people who've known you win as you are becoming who you want to become. Friendships are people that um, you should be able to count on that there should be a judgment-free zone. Um, they should be adding to you. It shouldn't be every time you get a raise, ooh, let me hold something. You know how we do. Okay, great. It should be people who are, I feel like there's enough people in the world that downgrade you, that um, don't believe in you, that have something negative to say. I mean, people doing that for free on the internet, you know what, giving it by the boatload. The least you can do is make sure that those in your inner circle don't look a lot like the people outside, right? And so when you're doing an inventory of friendships or if you're taking new applications for friendships, it should look a lot like this friendship serves me in a way that and I serve as a friend and as a 
great intern of, you know, what, what intern are you giving to that person? Cause it can't be, I don't like, I don't like the mindset of, you know, what can you do for me? What are you doing for somebody else? Didn't we see that in Jesus that the one who is a great leader is first learned how to be a great server. And so don't always look at people like, Oh, but you never call me, but do you call them? But you missed my birthday. Okay, but did you write theirs on the calendar and send something great? God has an amazing economy that what you're looking for, you first need to give out. And so if you're looking for more support, if you're looking for um, people to have your back, are you giving that out when you have the opportunity to do so? Hmm. Makes you think differently when you see it that way. Whatever you're lacking, I was always taught Whatever you're lacking, give that out. That happened with the woman in the Bible with the um with the oil. He she was getting ready to bake a cake, and the prophet came along and was like, "What you doing?" She said, "Gathering enough ingredients just to make sure that I make this last cake because she was already expecting that her and her child was just going to eat that last cake and they were going to die." And the prophet said, "Oh, okay, cool. Um, make sure when you make it, give me a slice." I'm sorry, sir. Did you not just, first of all, how rude, entitled, and oh my goodness, are you? Now, she should have went off on him. Like, I'm not giving you no Nathan, sir. Not even nothing. I'm not giving you no no Nathan. That's what's happening. But the fact that it was like, you know what? Out of my little bit, I'm going to give you, I'm, I'm going to go ahead and give you this. And the Bible says that, when he went ahead and said, okay, you know what? Because I seen that you could be trusted to give out what you did not have. Go ahead and go to your neighbors and, you know, get all, all the barrels that you can get. Everything that can possibly hold some oil. Go ahead and get it. And the Bible says that the cabinets of her household never ran dry. Because she gave out of what she didn't have. The woman with the... um. What's the one with the, yeah, right, the alabaster oil. She poured that over Jesus' feet, and he was like, wow. Like, you know, it was, that was pretty much her life earning it could have been. There was another woman that tithed, and it was like she gave out of the little that she did not have. And so, again, it doesn't make sense to the human logic, the psyche. We can't really process that. If I only have five pennies, why do I need the tie from that? Because sometimes you need to be trusted with what you do have. Sometimes we need to see um, that you can be a good steward over little. So that the Bible says that you can be a great steward over much. And so when you're looking at friendship, don't just look at it on a... But what is such and such doing for me? What are you doing for such and such? Maybe your relationship will go to another level if it was reciprocated. Hmm? Huh, what'd you say? Couldn't hear you? Yeah. Because that goes a long way when someone knows, you know what? I can give, and it's not just a give, give, give. Nobody wants to see their phone ring and it's like, ugh. You already know what that phone call is going to be like, can I, can you, how much? Like, it's just, it's boo. Nobody wants to be that. But what if you really had a friendship that every time you answered the phone, it was added value to you? Different insight, different perspective, more moral support, whatever was needed to make that person say, you know what? Out of all the people in the world, they considered you a friend. So when you're choosing your friendships, are you looking at it in that aspect? 
out of all the people in the world, who are you choosing to be a part of your inner circle? And why are you choosing? And what on what caliber? What's the criteria to be that close to you that they can be considered a friend? Once I learned that in the Bible, Jesus called us a friend. I didn't use that word so loosely no more. That and I love you. Yeah, we're not going to use those two terms. Mm-mm. It's just not going to be thrown freely. You can go into a sneaker store. I love these sneakers. Like, really? What it? Just that fast? That's, that's how easy it is to just capture the essence of love when the Bible says God is love, but I digress. Yeah, I'm not just going to call anyone my friend. Uh, it needs to be a testament, a tried and true kind of situation, and it needs to be uh, reciprocated, period. But that's how I define friendship. How do you define friendship? Really think about that. The people closest to you, why have you considered them um, your ace, your day one, if you will? Why? And are we still keeping them in that place based upon what they did years ago? Have they still shown that, yeah, I still had that capacity? Because if so, ding, 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 you're one. Amazing. You have mastered what it is to choose good friendships, and you have also shown that you can be a good friend for those who choose you to be a good friend, right? Okay. Think the friendship one we got down pat? Let's go ahead and put a check mark there. And let's go to jobs. Yes. Nope, nope. Don't put the phone down now. We're going to talk about jobs. You know, there's two different types of uh, job searches, right? It's the I'm desperate, get me out of here, I'll take anything. And then it's the I'm not really in a rush. It's just, you know, I got a job. I'm just trying to, you know. Or I got my savings intact, so I'm not really rushing to see whatever. I'm just, I'm cool. But I feel like even in the option of jobs, we need to change the lens of how we look at that. You are literally choosing the second place that you give the majority of your time. First place being home, right? Where are you choosing to give that much of your time? which is the only resource that we cannot get back. You can make money anywhere. You cannot reproduce time. So when we're looking at jobs, I think that it is a disservice. And I heard this on a sermon some time ago, and I made a commitment. Do not apply to anything that does not spark your interest, make you lean in a little bit more. Seems like you will be self-fulfilled in any sort of capacity. Please don't do that to yourself. Please don't have it where you're waking up in the morning, washing a face to go stare at a screen or go into a building that you just know this is not what I want to do. But you're just, you know, smiling and waving, boys, because, you know, this is where you get your check. Boo. Boo. Throw the tomatoes. I don't like the act. Next. Yeah, let's do something else. Please get to a portion that you're actually reading the job description. Hmm? Don't just look at the qualifications and go, ah, yeah. Don't just look at the, the salary and go, yeah, yeah. What if you're overlooking some wonderful opportunities, some opportunities of self-fulfillment that can actually bring some growth to you, that can actually add to your joy, but you overlooking it because, ugh, that's all y'all pay? I know people who are in jobs that it's like you said no because they don't pay higher, but you come here to the higher paying job, bunny ears, quotations, and you feel like that every day. Okay, so what option was better for you? It was better to you to come to a job you don't like 
doesn't fulfill you, you're mustering up the like, and it's like, I mean, it's so, you know, every job has its, uh, you know, you're, you're kind of trying to toil with the like word, but in reality, no, you're glad when the day is over, you leave at 4.58 and 30 seconds at the end of the day, like PM couldn't come fast enough, um, like, that was an option to you, then you need to revise what you determined to be a job option. Like really scale that. Opportunity for growth with a low paying or low starting or lower than what you're currently making. Or make more, make more, make more in this field along this lines and there's no joy. Closer commute. And maybe a lesser paying further commute and a little bit more. Like you have to really, I wish we took better time to just really dissect the option of a job. Are you looking up the company? Are you going to see what other people have said that have walked the path that you are getting ready to walk? And no, we don't take other people's experiences to make ours. But you know what? 50 people saying this is the worst place ever to the three people saying uh, the benefits are good. kind of think that the 50 people are trying to tell you something, right? Read the description. If it says fast pace and you know that that is the equation for all things stressful for you, then it's not an option for you. If it requires for you to travel however many percent of the time, then it's not an option if that's not what you're willing to go ahead and uh, commit to. If it requires that you have to meet a certain quota, then maybe that's not it for you. Learn the qualifications and be honest with yourself and say, do I want to commit to this? Does it have you sitting and just being in this box where you cannot be creative? Is creativity important to you or is it important to you that you're well-trained? Are you, And you need to ask questions. Don't just go to these job interviews and just, any other questions for me? No, no, sir, because you just want them to hire you that bad. No, no, no. This is a huge decision. You are getting ready to commit your time to an establishment that has already been established. You need to see where you fit in that. Hey, what's the um, work-life balance like? What are your benefits like? What's the opportunity for growth, um, career advancement? Um, do not be afraid to ask questions. Listen, I'm not, mm-mm. You need, I, I'm kind of spilling into the relationship part, but don't be afraid to ask someone, when was your last uh, STD test? This is your body. Are you kidding me? And so with the job room, this is your time. Please don't go somewhere and figure out, oh, three months later, uh, you didn't like it. Don't let your resume be a job-hopping smorgasbord of you didn't take the time to really dissect if this was for you. And let that mean what it needs to mean to you. Because when, you, you know, when you're talking these things out, everyone will hear something different, but they will hear what they was meant to hear at that time so that it can better them for the season that they're in. That's why it's so important to listen with your ears so that you can hear it kind of, hmm, that part that she just said just a moment ago, that popped out at me. And so that means that if it popped up at you, that that's something you need to be paying attention to. You need to go back and you need to do some more work and then hone in on whatever that was because that was God's way of strategically letting you know I'm trying to get your attention. 
But it's above me now. I digress. Uh, moving forward. Relationships. Nope. Do not get uncomfortable in this conversation. We're going there. Because the object is to, the objective rather, is to make sure that we're getting better. It's to make sure that when we are walking and journeying this thing called life, that we're getting wiser. Don't let time go on, years go on. All these other things are increasing in value and in number, but you. Please become wiser as you're becoming older, as you're aging. Please also couple that with wisdom. And so a lot of that just means that you got to be realer with yourself than what you were, right? You have to just be sometimes like, okay, so this new fad that I've been hearing. Um, I don't want to deal, you know, if you, if you single, I don't want to deal with nobody who has kids that either comes from a poor experience on someone who mismanaged, um, their co-parenting relationship with said other person, or you've seen someone else go through some stuff and you like, ugh, can't do it. Can we get to the bottom of that? It's not so much that I don't want to deal with someone who had kids. The realistic bottom line of it is. I do not have the time or desire to deal with anyone that doesn't have the proper boundaries and relationship with someone that they co-parent with, period. Because there could be drama in a situation that somebody, uh, they can have it between an aunt and an uncle. Someone who does not have clear boundaries in their life and that has to bleed over situation, it's like, uh, yeah, that's not going to work for me. Because the way that I prioritize my relationships, I need to know that I'm, an, I'm of importance and I don't want to share you with someone who doesn't understand their place and their role in your life now that I'm here. Right? That's essentially what we're saying. If something is important to you, please don't go through the aftermath or try to change someone. That's why first dates in the first quarter three months of of a getting to know you is very important because i would rather um interview for the first three months than be into you for however long after that and realize i made a mistake now that's bars i'm gonna go ahead and drop the mic on that one that was good that was off the dome that was off the dome (laughs) no but seriously If you really took the time, I hate the fact that, you know, jobs have resumes and the job market, you know, is really competitive. They get to choose who they want to work for them. And there's so many other entities and avenues that people have all these different things in place to kind of, you know, kind of scale through what's an option and what's not. And we don't do that with our heart. Please don't look at potential. And try to see how you you could become the human builder bear on a person. You either need to be honest enough to say, ah, you know what? This would have been an option, but not for the place that I'm in in my life right now. Or, you know what? I have the desire and the endurance to be with you in this state, whether it changes or not. That's essentially how our options should be when it comes to relationships. Again, if you don't like someone who smokes, please don't go on a 15-year journey of, what about this nicotine patch? And, oh, guess what? You know what You know what I read the other day? I saw something on TV. I was watching a show, and the woman pretty much told him outright, um, listen, I don't want to have children. And I'm clear on that. Um, 
And if you're not clear on that, then I need you to kind of identify how important that is to you. Because if it's important to you, I understand this relationship can end here. But if it's not important to you, then we can carry on. I admire the person that's able to keep it 100 regardless to the ouch that may follow. You have to love yourself, know what you're committed to, know what you can endure, know your inner desires enough to be able to align it with something that has maybe three of the 10 things that you like and are able to say, you know what, for someone else, somebody else is praying for this situation right here and this is probably their 10 out of 10 and here I am three out of 10 and I'm just like, ugh. I mean, no, 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 no. You don't have to contort no one or no thing to be your blessing. People are who they are. And yes, they change in a capacity, but in some capacities they don't. But if the core of them does not sit well with you, then that's just not an option for you. There's someone who doesn't mind a man that, you know, may not take care of himself or takes care of himself too much. That they go to the nail salon, they both get matching polishes sets, you know. Manicures, we, we just going to go ahead. Oh, you getting the polish? Oh, you getting that same color too? To someone else, that's bonding time. Someone else not may not feel some way about all the piercings. Someone else may not feel like, oh, you have how many kids? Because they always dreamt of having a big family. Please do not try to contort someone else's already made. This is pretty much the basis of who they are. And try to, uh, you know what, but if we move that and then switch that and then, no, 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 no. Now you're just trying to recreate a person and that battery runs dead quick. If somebody is doing something just for you and it is not a part of their core plan, it is not going to work out. You cannot go to someone who's a different stature and say, hey, I would really care more about you if you were to lose more weight or if you were to gain or if you were a little bit thicker or if you were a little bit slimmer. Actually, you know what? You're not tall enough. If Listen, that's their core, sir. That's their core, ma'am. And sometimes you need to walk away from your list. <laughs> Let's talk about that for 15 seconds. Your list should really just be consistent of things that you absolutely positively are not moving from. And no matter who comes along, if they don't, if they don't fit these core values, then the answer is no. And so when you chisel down outside of the physical, outside of, you know, the in intellectual, whatever it is, when you chisel down to the core values that you need, you'll start to see that um, your options look different now. If religion is important to you, do not waver on someone that says, you know, I, I mean, I pray. I'm spiritual. You know, my grandmother, I go to church with her, you know, on Easter and on, um, you know, Resurrection and Good Friday and all that. No, that that's very little effort, very little input to something that is your core absolutely not. Your core non-negotiable. If it is important to you that you're not around someone who indulges in the recreational activities, smoking, drinking, whatever that is, 
please don't spend the rest of your dating, marital, whatever it is, life, it shouldn't even get to that point, but please don't spend the rest of your time being a part-time, I'm sneaking up to try to figure out if you smoked, if you drank, I'm smelling you, I'm trying to figure out, so how much did you drink today? It is not your part-time job to be mining something that someone else doesn't mind. It's not. Please make your list. Again, coming back to that, your core. Kids are important to me. How many kids? Are you getting with someone who want to be the Duggars? And for y'all who don't know, the Duggars have literally 20 plus kids. It's outrageous. But the two of them always said that they wanted a huge family. Okay, you know what? Then school bust it out then. Outrageous. Now, for me, that would have been outrageous. would have been like, how many you want? As the one carrying the babies, absolutely not. And as a person, if I was on the other end, if I was a man, it would be absolutely not. Because I don't want to keep, at some point, I want to stop changing a diaper. At some point. I don't want to give a seminar on the best quality wipes for the rest of my life. I just thought, I don't want to do it. And so you need to really align your non-negotiables. Religion. How you handle money. It's okay if you're a spender. Are you okay with being with someone who is an absolute saver? Because we know that money issues are prominent in the divorce courts. You're going to name it Jesus. I don't want to talk about divorces, but we got to go ahead and be real. Again, how many children you want to have? What are your lifelong dreams? Maybe it would not be good for two people to be working their plan um, and they're really polar opposites of one another. You want to homeschool your kid? One person sees fit that they should be sent off to boarding school. You want to stay home after you start, you know, having a family and they're looking at you like, no, my mother work or my aunts work. Why are you not working? You want to go ahead and move to L.A. or Atlanta or New York because you really want to tap into, you know, that creative side of you. And they're like, absolutely not. My family's from Idaho, and that's where I plan on raising my kids and giving them that life that I had. That's when you know when something is a true option and opportunity for you because you need to sit down, you need to evaluate because you know what it is at the end of the day, you know what a majority of those divorce court uh, papers say, irreconcilable differences, which just means we tried to fit two pieces together that didn't fit from the beginning and we tried to force it together for as long as we could and you know what, it's just not working no more. No, that's not okay. Save yourself that heartache. Save yourself that wasted time that sets us back because we don't want to try again because we put all that time into one company, into one church, into one whatever. No, you needed to have seen and paid attention to earlier on. Hmm. Maybe ask, you know, let, let a pastor know from the beginning, hey, I don't mind serving, but I don't plan on staying here forever, Okay. May not just be, or be honest with yourself. Hey, I want to be a part of the committee, and I want to be a part of the growth of this organization, this whatever, so that you can know earlier on, are you aspiring to be somewhere that there's no room for you? Or do you have aspirations that no one else knows or no one else is even going to give any care to but you? When we really get to the core of what's important to us, 
the core of us would then reveal what true options we have, which would then reveal that we live a life of authenticity. You truly want to look at your friends and see, you know what? I have friends who are thoroughbred, true A1s. No, we're not Instagram postable, but you know what? I love the fact that I can look at the basket of people that I've chosen to be my friends and know that every one of them adds value to me. I add value to them, and I wouldn't trade them for the world. That's how you want to feel when you look at quote-unquote friends. To be able to look at your job and say, you know what? I gave this company however many years, months, minutes of my life, and I would do it again and again and again because I believe in the mission statement of this company. I believe in what they're trying to do. I love that I add value to them. They add value to me to, for giving me the opportunity to serve in this capacity, and I would, I would make this choice again if I had to do it again. That's how you want to look at your job. When you're looking at your intimate relationships, Spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend, courting, whatever. You want to be able to look back at that person and say, you know what? Since being with you, I've grown. Since you being with me, you've grown. Our circumstances outwardly has, has shifted. And maybe, you know, some things have changed. But you know what? If given the choice, I would choose you again because of the value that I stuck to and the value that you bring to me and the value that I bring to you. There we go again. Doing that whole reciprocated thing is being awesome. It's an awesome thing where you can give and then you know it takes back and then it can be flipped it's just it it never gets boring to know that I don't have to be strong and a hundred percent all the time and that if I have an off day then someone else is on that teamwork is something so viciously awesome that if you ever get a chance to truly experience it be there on a friendship intimate whatever level job level you want a job that they're like you know what you, you, you're having a personal issue right now, such and such may have passed, such and such is sick, whatever the situation is, go take care of yourself. Because of the value that you add to the, the, the organization, they want you to be okay. That you may not keep your job or you may have whatever the situation is in, in a romantic relationship, that they say, you know what? You carry me when that situation happened to me or I know that this is just a, a, a short span. This is a, a time frame. This doesn't define you. I know the core of who you are. So you, whatever you need to get better, I got you. That you can call said person 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning, whenever the time is inconvenient these days, and just have it where it's like, I need an ear. And it's like, you know what? You always are the one that's pouring into me. Since you need pouring into, here you go. But you only get that when you properly identify what's really an option. Don't cut yourself short because you're viewing stuff with different set of eyes. You need to make sure that it aligns with your core values. Core values. That's how you align and identify what's a proper option. And then that's how you choose to have the life that you always wanted to have. I think you got it. I don't think I need to add nothing else to that. Cause no, because I heard you like, mm, I heard you thinking. I heard you thinking through this. So go ahead. You know what these conversations spark. It sparks you to go ahead and do an evaluation and say, okay, you know what? I've been doing it wrong. I'm going to go ahead and just, I'm going to do it different. 
I'm not going to look at single life like that no more. I'm not going to look at job hunting like that no more. I'm not going to look at my husband and my wife. I'm not going to look at them the same no more. I'm going to do something different because now you've been given the knowledge that you need to have and to produce a difference. So as my good, good nanny says, all right, I ain't going to hold you. Um, I think my cabbage is boiling over. Let me go ahead and check that out. I'm going um, to hit you back. I'm going to call you later. All right. Okay. Later.